Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. We've got a very special Thanksgiving week Agent Power Huddle because no one's on camera except for me and Lisa. What's up, Lisa? I'm just kidding. We got Jim Godden coming in. Got other people coming in. I'm just, I'm just making fun of the fact that agents don't work during the weeks of a holiday. Like they just don't. And so we had a guest host for today who uh, couldn't make it because it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. And honestly, who the heck, who the heck's working in the world of real estate and in, in, uh, on the week of Thanksgiving? So Jim Godden, what's going on? Lisa Kelly, anyone watching on Facebook, uh, drop a comment. Judy Lee's coming in. We got some real people here now. All right. So here's, here's what we're doing, guys. Today, we're going to go over elite client experience squads. And I am grateful that Jim Godwin's here because him and I have talked about this on, offline a lot. Um, and I might tap him in, but he can also just listen in, whatever he wants. I've, uh, I'm doing a elite client experience squads. It's probably a term that you have never heard in your life, but let's do a poll. And I'm going to frame up this conversation this way. So those of you that have heard of a team in real estate, right? Raise your hand. Even if you're listening to this podcast a week from now, right? Raise your hand. I can still see you in the future. Okay. You've heard of teams in real estate. How many of you heard of like mega teams, right? Raise your hand. You're like, those are mega teams. You're like, I know, what a, I know what a mega team is. They're like 10, 15 people, right? A mega team. Okay. How about a micro team? Some of you might've heard of the word a micro team, but have you ever heard of an elite client experience squad? And my guess is no, you haven't because that was a term that Jim and I came up with because now we're running with it and Brent Conley helps. And so we're, re, we're re creating this new word and it's probably something you've heard before. Oh, David Tam is here. I got all sorts of fun guests I can tap in because this is an impromptu session today. Those of you who thought you were here just to listen, game on. I'm going to throw you in. I'm going to throw you in on the mix. David Tam, Jim Godwin, you're going to be in the mix here. So here's what I'm going to frame up. This topic came up this way. I shut down my real estate team this year, 2021. I said, you know what, guys? I'm not going to be a real estate team anymore. It took me two years to get to that point. I'm like, I just, I'm not loving running my team. I like the individual agents I had, but they, it just wasn't clicking. We weren't wildly profitable. We weren't losing money, but we weren't wildly profitable. I didn't enjoy running it. I, sh I shut down my team, turned all the agents into solo agents. We're still connected to, you know, through our brokers, through EXP. But um, I started, I said, maybe I'll sell some houses myself. Maybe I won't. I look back and what happened was this year, we're going to sell $20 million in real estate, right? It's right now I'm sitting at, if you want to see a little screen share, hold on, share screen, this one. This is not me bragging. We have 18.8 currently in volume. It's uh, 15 units closed and 18, including what's pending. we got a couple more coming by the end of the year. We'll probably be over 20 units. And the reason I'm showing this guys, it's not like this is impressive production at all. It's because I was trying not to sell houses and I actually work about one to two hours a week on this part of it that sold 20 million. That's why we're doing this topic. David Tam's laughing because he knows me pretty well, right? It's like, I literally work one to two hours a week in this portion of my business and we sold 20 million, which I shouldn't say volume because in San Diego, it's like cheating, but we sold like 20 houses, which is pretty good for one to two hours a week. How many of you, right? I only see Jim on camera, but those of you watching, how many of you had were like, dude, I would love to work one to two hours a week and sell 20 houses. Okay. Do I have your attention now? So this is where the idea of the elite client experience squad comes from. And we're pulling from a lot of different coaches and trainers here. This is not like a, you know, one person taught this and we pulled it to, this is like my own experience plus all these different people, but I'm noticing themes on where our industry is going. Profit margins have been squeezed for the team leader. 
They've been squeezed by the broker owner as well, but for the team leader, they're getting squeezed and squeezed. Lead costs are coming up, right? You can develop the correct tech stack using services from people like David Tam and brilliant guys like him. You can make an amazing tech stack. You can automate a lot. But even with that, with lead costs, with driving them down, your margins as a team leader are getting smaller and smaller. And the people who run mega teams, this is where I'm curious to get a feedback from either David Tam, Jim Godwin, anyone else who wants to chime in here. I believe if you counted the amount of mega teams, I'm talking like 15, 20 plus agents, where the team leader is truly out of production, meaning they have enough infrastructure, middle management, whatever, that day to day, they could take off for a year, come back and still have a business. We probably have less than on my 10 fingers in this country of team leaders that truly have true businesses running mega teams. Can, I mean, maybe it's a few more than that, but it's, would you guys agree? It's pretty small to get to that level as a mega team leader where you are a true business owner. David Tam, Jim, what do you guys think? Go ahead, David. I've got, I've got four that are clients of ours. You know what I mean? But it took, it took almost a decade to get there and a lot of hard work, right? And technology and leverage for sure. Yep. And, and so David just put something in the chat box. I want to tell you the opposite of the spectrum. So David, we will do a separate agent power huddle on this one because you said, can I share what you sent me in that direct message chat? Yeah, go for it. He said he's got a case study on this, guys. He's got a single agent with two admins and an office business manager that did 160 transactions. Insanely profitable. I've got a guy that I'm business partners with through EXP that he has five agents on his team. He still is in production himself. He goes out on listing appointments, but he works no nights, no weekends. Okay. He did 220 sales this year with five people on the team, a couple are back office, a couple are front side. They're an incredible team. That's I'm talking about Will Penny. That's Will, Jim. Okay. And then I've got a few other people I've met recently that I'm seeing this model where like they have one lead agent, Rainmaker team, team leader, and they've got a little bit of back office leverage and a little bit of buyer side leverage. And they're selling hundreds of houses or even under hundred, maybe they're selling 80 to hundred, but at a price point where they're making more money than most people understand and creating a better client experience in the process. So that's what I'm going to break down for the next uh, about 20 minutes. And anyone who wants to jump in on this, I think it's a pretty good open forum we're going to have. I don't have screen shares. I don't have presentations because I don't want it to be that complicated. I want to show you as simple as it can be that every single one of you, whether you're an agent on a team, can employ some sort of leverage to make this happen and have a little squad that you run right? Get your team leader to buy in, but you're going to take on some of the expenses. So I don't see why the team leader wouldn't want you to do it. If you're a solo agent, you can employ some leverage. Or if you're a team leader, heck, you might look at totally restructuring your team or just shifting some things to make your profit margins better and create a better client experience all the way around. I used to run, in case you don't know my background, guys, I ran a team that was 21 agents. We had months that were really good and we had months that were really bad. Back in January of 2019, we had one of our worst months as a 21 agent team. And I don't know how many of you know the story, but David or Jim, since you're on camera, I'm going to play with you guys. If you know this story, put up amount of fingers because I, I can, I'm going to tell you it's less than 10 sales. How many sales do you think 21 agents closed in January of 2019? David says six, Jim says four. It was this. <laughs> you tricked us. It was zero. We sold as a team zero houses in January of 2019. It was a weird time in the market. I'm not making excuses, but you know whose fault it was? I got to stand up so you can see my hand. Me, me as the team leader, not my agent's fault. I mean, they took their own share of responsibility and that's a whole separate training we can go into. I did some teams with, I did some things with team culture. I broke it, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, my whole point is I've run teams for like 15 years and I've had some really good teams and some really average teams. 
And even running teams for that long, I still managed to make it to this point where how did I have 21 agents sell zero houses? There's a lot of stress as a team leader running a mega team. There's a lot of expenses. And some people can get there and be wildly profitable. It might take them years and years. I want to present to you guys a system now that's really easy that you can get there in less than a year, probably in less than six months. And it's all about employing leverage. You guys good with that? Okay. So here's the leverage. And I was literally going over this yesterday with uh, someone. And we have slides on this. We have pretty slides, but I want to show you how easy it is. Jim, you're a product of the 90s, much like me. Does the acronym STP, like Stone Temple Pilots, does that help you remember it? Because I do PST, which is like Pacific Standard Time. But which order do you want to do it in? PST or STP? Uh, for me, obviously, STP is going to be the okay. way to go. Okay. So if anybody likes 90s grunge bands, you remember STP, Stone Temple Pilots. That will be the way that you remember this. You've got STP. Okay. STP, right there. Write it down. STP. So these are the three ways to leverage, right? You can leverage through systems, which is the S. You can leverage through technology, which is the T. And you can leverage through people, which is the P, right? STP, STP. And then if you want to put a little dollar sign below, dollar sign or an M, money is the multiplier that helps you do this faster. The reason I'm teaching this, you guys have probably heard me say this before, this ties into the concept of how I've structured my team and how I was able to work one to two hours per week and still sell 20 houses this year. So money is the multiplier. You don't need money. It just helps you do this faster because money helps you employ people or outsource to people that can create better systems, right? Money helps you buy a lot better technology, right? Some of the stuff David Tam builds is pretty cheap. Some of the stuff he builds costs money, but it's because it's rad and it <laughs> leverages stuff I can't talk about because I've signed too many NDAs with him and I don't know what I can talk about or can't talk about. Anyway, David, tip your camera out a little bit. I only see your forehead right now. Uh, so so uh, anyway, that's a whole separate conversation. The last one is people. So we're mainly going to focus today on the leverage through people. And the other concept I want you guys to write down is this one. I've taught this on another show. It's eliminate, simplify, automate, empower. E-S-A-E. Not as good an acronym, but you get the idea. Eliminate. I'm writing it on my pad. I want to show you how, you, how easy this is, guys. My handwriting is terrible. Did you get the idea? Eliminate, simplify, automate, empower. Why do you need to know this? Because as you're looking at your real estate business, you're going to start to eliminate the things that you do that waste your time. If you want to work less and sell more houses, you got to eliminate the things you do, waste more time. Then you got to simplify. You got to simplify everything you got left and then automate as many things of that as possible. And then empower the people around you that we're going to spend the whole rest of this call on who those people should be. Empower those people to make decisions without you, to take ownership of this process. If you want to create an amazing client experience, if your team is waiting for you to tell you tell them what to do, the client experience is going to suck, right? You guys get that? You ever talk to someone on the phone of the company and you can tell they have no power or empowerment to do anything other than read the script back to you? How frustrating is that? You're like, this. can I talk to your boss? Can I talk to your boss's boss? Forget that. I want your boss's boss's boss. That's the only way this is going to get done. Am I the only high deep person that likes to, that gets irritated really quickly like that? Okay. Yes, thank you. So here's what it's going to look like. You can call yourself the rainmaker if that makes sense to you. That was a term I learned at Craig Proctor Coaching back in 2004. I don't know if rainmaker really resonates with me, but like if that makes sense to you guys, because there's whole separate conversations. We have many agent power huddles recorded on the lead generation part of a rainmaker. 
I'm going to assume for today, you understand how to make it rain from a lead standpoint. If not, drop it to the chat box. Let me know. I'll point you in the right direction for some places to go. But let's assume that you understand that you got some leads coming in. You got some business. What I want to dive into is how do you service it to maximize client experience, which a better client experience is going to generate more referrals for you, but also how to optimize your own life so that you're not spending as many hours as you are now. So we've got at the top, we've got the Rainmaker, right? Drawing a little diagram here for you. And truly, I was going to make slides, but I want to show you how simple this is. Like literally on a piece of paper, in the next five minutes, I'm going to break it all down. As the Rainmaker, you need to employ some leverage in two different categories. You need leverage before you get under contract, meaning like leverage with your marketing lead generation. You need leverage with writing offers. If it's a buyer, you need leverage with, you know, putting a listing on the market. So we're going to lump all those people together, right? And we're going to call that pre-contract pre leverage. You can call it whatever you want. It could be multiple human beings. It's probably one human being if you're smaller, but that's pre-contract leverage. And then on the other side, we need under-contract leverage, which Jim, what's under-contract leverage typically called in this industry? Transaction management. Yeah. Transaction coordinator. Transaction coordinator. That's basically a TC. I'm just giving, I just want you, I want you to understand through the filter of leverage. So that's basically, that's a TC. If you, if that makes more sense to you guys, transaction coordinator, most of you watching this have a TC or have access to a TC. If you don't, that's going to be the first place I would tell you to start, assuming you have any sort of business. If you have zero deals going right now and you're a brand new agent, this may not be the right structure for you right out the gates. That's a little separate, but if you have a little bit of money, this isn't bad. And the reason why a TC is the right fit for almost every human being right out of the gate is because there's a concept of fixed cost versus variable cost. Fixed cost versus variable cost. Pretty obvious. The words seem to make sense, but just in case we, we want to make sure, Jim, we got a basic accounting going on here. But what's the difference between fixed cost and variable cost? You're asking me? Yeah. What's the difference? Oh, like a fixed cost would be something that, um, you know, is going to be consistent every single time you do a transaction, like, um, like a transaction coordinator, the cost of your, the cost of salary, that kind of okay. thing. There we go. So, so salary, that was the word I was looking for because it's not the same every, it is the same every time you do a transaction, but that could still be variable. So this is why I wanted to kind of break down this. You, when you said salary, so Jim, how many deals a month are you closing right now on average? Five to eight. Five to eight a month. It's not bad. Some of you guys are like, dude, I love it. Some of you guys sell more than that. It doesn't matter how many guys. It's not an ego contest. Okay. First of all, I'm more concerned with your bottom line and what you actually take home because that's what feeds your family. And that's what it gets to do fun stuff. And I'm concerned about the client experience you're creating. So Jim is closing five to eight. Let's use that as a framework. Okay. You're five to eight. You have probably enough deals that you could take on someone in your back office on salary and they would be there every month you pay them. 2000 a month, 3000, 4000, 5000. I'm not saying how much you should pay them. That scales based on your city, but you could pay them a fixed salary every month. That would be a fixed cost. And if one month Jim sold zero houses, he would still pay that salary, correct, Jim? Yep. And if the next month he sold 20 houses, he would still pay that same fixed salary for that transaction coordinator, correct? Yep. Now let's say Jim decided to go for a variable cost model for transaction coordinator. In your market, Jim, and I don't even know how you're set up. Do you have a, a, a TC you pay per closing or do you have a TC that is salary-based? Salary-based. Okay. So if you were to hire, Jim's in Kansas City, in case you didn't know, if you were to hire a transaction coordinator on a per closing charge, what's the going rate in Kansas City? Three to 400. Three to 400. Okay. So you got three to 400 per closing. Now, if Jim sold five houses, 
Let's do some math testing. I wish I had a calculator I could share on the screen quickly. I don't know how to use my MacBook yet. You guys, that's all I'll do. Pause this recording and get your calculator so you can do, verify my math. Do 400 per closing. Let's do the high side times five closings. I can do four times five in my head. Right? <laughs> can anyone do it in their head? David Tam wants to do it. He's a math guy. David, what's 400 times five closings? You're on mute. You got to unmute yourself. He's looking for the mute button. I can tell you if not. Go ahead, David. Find it. What? What's four? What's four hundred per closing times five closings? Two thousand. Two thousand. I just want to make David look smart. Oh what yeah. Sorry. Like I, I had you off sound for a second while I finished an email. My bad. Oh. <laughs> All good. He's he is a highly efficient human being, by the way. If you haven't watched our show, Four Minutes with the Mister Wizard of Real Estate, that's starring David Tam, where we have kids ask David tough real estate questions. It is hilarious. Check yep. it out. Zach will probably drop a link in the chat box as I say that. All right. Cool. So $2,000 a month. So Jim's salary, we're not going to talk about whatever salary pays his TC in this forum because I don't know who's listening. Not, we don't, it's not important. But if his salary he's paying starts to on average be lower than what his variable cost is, like if he was doing 10 a month, right? At 400 each, that's now 4,000. If he's doing 20 a month at 400 each, right? It's 4,000. It's getting to the, to the point now where like he might better have someone on salary. Does that make sense, Jim? The difference between fixed and variable? Yep. So when you're starting out, guys, most of you are going to take on variable cost expenses for your transaction coordination. That under, under contract leverage, that piece right there. Variable cost when you're starting out. And as you get higher volume, you switch to a fixed cost. Now let's break down pre-contract leverage. This could be what the same human being that's doing your transaction coordination, by the way, guys, because if you're going to hire someone on salary and you have five to 10 a month, they probably have some extra time, right? Just let you know. Although they may be a different human being as I break down these functions, they may be a different person, a different skill set. So it doesn't have to be one person. You can do variable costs for the TC and the pre-contract leverage you need. Let's go backwards. What happens, Jim, right before you go under contract? If it's a seller, you list the house. So you need some leverage when you list a house. You guys want to know how much I do when I take a listing. If my clients are listening to this, I hope they're proud and not ashamed as I say this. I do absolutely nothing when I list a house. Absolutely nothing. Okay. I know where the little hinges are that swing a big door. So I'm involved in negotiations as needed. Okay. I'm involved in uh, you know, talking to agents, but basically I do the listing appointment and even half the time I don't do the listing appointment. I have a business partner. I call her my partner who's also my mother. Her name is Susan. She's amazing. We've worked together for 17 years. And some of you guys say, but I don't have a mom that works in real estate. doesn't matter. My mom is on a 20% split of our gross income generated. So just assume we generated 500,000 in gross commission income. That means my mom on a 20% split made 100K. Scale it for your market. Maybe you got to pay 25, maybe 30, maybe less. I don't know. Okay. My mom made 100K and that wasn't full-time work doing what she needed to do to close these properties, right? She's our lead agent and she supervised these things and I can have her on on a future show and we can look at how many hours she actually spends, but it's not a full-time gig. And most of you guys can find an experienced agent that has some business on their own, but not enough to take care of everything where they'd love this extra income. They'd partner up with you. They'd still get to do their own business, right? I think this is what I would look for if I was trying to find some leverage and I truly didn't want to spend as much time selling houses. But you can also find a junior agent that wants to be trained up and grow and expand. There's all sorts of models we can dig into here. Basically, you need someone to be you in relationship to your clients. And my script goes like this. When I take a listing, I say, Mr. Seller, 
John, I don't call him Mr. Mrs. Right. John, Tommy, Laura, whatever your name is. Right. Here, here's, here's what we got. I have a elite client experience squad that handles every step of the way as we go through this transaction. You've probably met people who run real estate teams. Are you familiar with the idea of a team? I'm not, I used to have a team. I had 21 agents. I wasn't a big fan. Okay. The, the client experience suffers. This is why we switched over to an elite client experience squad. And what that does is I'm responsible for certain things. Just like in a doctor's office, if you were to go to an amazing neurosurgeon, because you had to have something wrong with your shoulder and at the front desk, a neurosurgeon was there to check you in and said, Hey, I'm here to check in. And then the neurosurgeon took your vitals. And said, okay, I took your vitals. And it was like that old Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's Bugs Bunny on first, Bugs Bunny on second, Bugs Bunny on third. You would run it. You would not have that neurosurgeon work on you, correct? Okay. We're the exact same thing here with an elite client experience squad. So I'm going to talk to you today. And then I'm not going to talk to you again until you get the check at closing. And you're going to be thrilled about that because if my team does everything I'm laying out for you, we're going to anticipate your needs. We're going to sell your house for the highest possible price in the least amount of time. We're going to knock it out of the park. You're going to refer all your friends and family to us and you won't need to talk to me day to day. Is that fair? I'll give you my cell number, right? You can text me anytime. You can call me anytime. I'm not disappearing. I'm letting you know that we're going to anticipate because we've done this so many times before and we know exactly what we're doing that every step of the way we have a strategic game plan to knock it out of the park for you. And they don't, and they don't mind. Does that make sense, guys? I've had good friends of mine. Like I literally had a friend of mine that I played in a band with for years. We just sold his house and he bought another one. And he said to me halfway through the transaction, are you via text? are you my agent or is your mom? And, and I, and he said, I'm not upset. Right. Cause I got a little defensive. I'll be honest. I got a little offensive because of my good friends. And, and, I, and I was like, no, dude, remember we talked about this? Like, I'm still with you. I know what's going on. I know we got five offers. Here's what negotiations are, blah, blah, blah. Like I was, I'm in the loop on the file. It doesn't take you much time to be in the loop on the file. But I said, but my mom handles this portion of the, of the transaction. And he was grateful. Okay. So that's pre-contract leverage. You need someone to handle your listings. On the marketing side, you need someone to do some leverage for you guys in terms of whatever your lead generation systems are. Whatever function you think you're doing on lead generation, you probably can have someone else take it off your hands. And it could most likely be someone overseas for between four and $6 an hour. If you don't feel comfortable with that, you could hire someone domestically. We can talk about pay scale, but that could be a fixed salary, 400 bucks for 20 hours a month, right? For you know 800 bucks if you need someone full-time, or it could be someone variable based on whatever system you're going to hire them to run. There's a lot of ways to do this. And I'm keeping this really broad and really high level because I don't know what level you guys are at in your business. I don't know what sort of cash flow you have, right? So talk to whoever invited you to this call and help them break, help them break this down with you. Reach out to me, send me a DM, send me, a, send me an email, right? Let me know because I'll help point in the right direction for the resources at your phase of growth if you like this idea. And then you want to have some leverage in terms of showing properties, right? Like. Jim and David, we were both buddies with, a, buddies with a guy named Eric Hatch. Eric Hatch is one who taught me a lot about the, uh, the, the showing agent model, but, but he's not the only one. I got plenty of other friends that have employed various versions of the showing agent model. And some of you are probably sitting back, if you've never heard this discussion before, thinking, there's no way a showing agent can do as good a job as a buyer's agent or as good as I can do. And I firmly disagree. Firmly. If you have the right person, so think about your business this way. You got about five minutes, guys. Your business is a bus. Your job as the rainmaker, the team leader, the CEO, the business owner, whatever you want to call yourself, the entrepreneur, your job is to have the bus going in the right direction. That's your job. Then your other job is to make sure that you have the right people on that bus. Those are your team members. 
Those are your partners. And you got to make sure those people are sitting in the right seats on the bus. That's really important. I've had a lot of the right people in the wrong seats over the years. And it makes a big difference when you get the right people in the right seats and you have the bus head in the right direction, meaning the right model, it's magic. You end up selling at 20 houses and working one or two hours a week. And by the way, guys, I didn't try. I didn't try to sell houses this year. I literally said, I didn't care if I sold houses. I'm focused on other stuff. And when I realized looking back, I'm like, holy smokes, we're going to sell 20 houses. And I only worked one to two hours. Guess what? 2022 next year, we're scaling this up. So I've got a director of operations. Her name is Autumn. She's fantastic. She's listening right now. She's our director of operations. We're going to, hi- we're going to kind of expand this to team in a loose fashion. And then we're going to have my mom staying as the lead agent. We've got some leverage through some other systems. We have some tech stack. We've got all sorts of stuff we can break down. But these are the basic ideas. So Janice just asked me in the box that see Janice said, do you pay your back office people by the deal or a salary? So all of my staff, Janice, is salaried. And we do have for Autumn a small bonus per transaction. But if I'm not going to make her come on camera because that's not her jam. She doesn't like being on camera. But if you ever asked her, I can tell you the answer for her. If she wants to come on camera, she's welcome to. Most people that work in the back office are wired for stability and security. And so a guaranteed salary is going to feel better than paying them per transaction if your deal volume goes up and down a lot. Right. And you want to, your goals don't matter as a team leader. It's only the goals of your people on your team. If you honor their goals. And so Autumn does get paid a small bonus per closing. I don't even know if she cares about that, honestly. I, I think really it's like, it's like that's like cool and it's extra money. But as a salesperson, I'm wired to go for the kill. I want to get the bonus. I want to get the commission. I'm going to go. Most people in the back office are like, I just want to know I got, I got money coming in and healthcare. And by the way, through, through, right, this is broker agnostic show. I'm not trying to harp on EXP, but like through EXP, Anyone who's licensed in your back office gets EXP subsidized healthcare, right? So you can actually offer healthcare to your team, which is a huge benefit. We just hired someone else in the agent collective who's not working on the sales team, but came from a big corporate world. She's our new chief of staff for the agent collective. That's the the umbrella that produces agent power huddle. Her name is Lisa Kelly. She's on here today too. So Lisa, we had talked about in her coming over, what's she going to do for health insurance? Because that matters when, you, when you're talking about people coming from, we're used to working in a corporate environment or almost any other environment. It's only in the world of small business and real estate that we just don't offer things like that because our margins are too low, but it makes a big difference. Is this making sense, guys? Those of you at a high level, like how to kind of frame this up. This is just the first of many shows we're going to do on this because I truly believe when you, when you compare and you, I'm going to put it all together for you right here. Yesterday, we did a show on hyper-local marketing. We've done shows about owning relationships. When you, from a lead generation standpoint, you get hyper-local and or you own your relationships. It starts to spit out a number of leads that then when you service them through an elite client experience squad, you start to put some leverage together in your life that you truly create this amazing experience for your clients, right? Back to this whole showing, uh, showing agent idea with right seats on the bus. If you have someone that you partner with or that you hire that loves making people happy, that loves creating that amazing experience, They're not there to sell them a house. They're there. Their only job is to make sure that the client has a great experience. They're going to do a much better job than you would, honestly, of making them feel good looking at a house. They don't need you to be there when you show a house. You need to be knowledgeable in the neighborhood and help them negotiate and write a strong offer. By the way, I don't want to leave this one out. Who who writes my offers? Who do you guys think? Do I write an offer? I've sold hundreds of houses over the last 18 years. Like I don't get thousands of houses probably. Guess how many purchase agreements? That's what we call a purchase. You know, when you represent a buyer in California, guess how many purchase agreements I've personally written in the last 10 years. Anyone got a guess? <laughs> David's going six again. He likes six. I'd probably go one, 
maybe zero. I don't know. I don't write purchase agreements. I know how to read them. I review them, but I have someone in my back office. Typically it's Autumn, but we also do leverage another woman named Janet, who is an outside contractor. At one point, Janet was on salary. She's now an outside contractor and I pay her hourly whenever she needs to work. So it's a variable expense. I want to write an RPA. Autumn's busy. I will literally leave a house and I will text Janet because I do occasionally show houses. It's fun. They're my friends. I'll go look at good house, cool houses with them. I sold a $3 million house to a, to a person who's now a buddy of mine. Who It was fun to go look at those houses, right? I will text Janet when I leave the house or Autumn, Janet, purchase price to be X, contingency timeline to be X, timeline, blah, 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 to be X, Y, Z. Everything I need in the purchase agreement in a text message, it takes me 30 seconds. I go drive to my next appointment. I go drive back to my office. By the time I get there, I have the, the contract in my inbox waiting to review. I still look it over. I still read it. That's my fiduciary duty as an agent. I make any changes needed. We send it back, send it to the client for signatures. It comes back in. Someone in my back office submits it to the listing agent. And I call the listing agent to make friends with them because that's my job is to be a friend maker and get our offer accepted. But the whole thing of, and I could have had someone else do the actual showing if I wanted to. Sometimes I do. Sometimes we have my mom shows, sometimes Janet shows, but you guys get this. I don't see any of you on camera, but I, so I can't read your faces, but hopefully this is making sense to you. If you look at your business with a fine tooth comb and you look for ways that you can eliminate, simplify, automate, and empower, you can create the leverage you need to live in a truly amazing life, guys, and sell a lot of houses and create amazing client experience. If you like this, drop a comment in the Facebook chat, send me a DM on any social platform you want. Let us know because we're going to do some profiles of interviews like with Will Penny, who uh, you know sold 220 houses with five agents. David Tam's got a case study. We'll break down some of the tech stack you can use. We're going to go deep in this in 2022, guys. This is where I believe the direction of our industry is going. The mega team is dead. I'm telling you right now, the mega team is dead. And those of you that are still trying to run that model, good luck to you. If you're doing it for ego, go for it. It makes you feel good. If you're actually making money, keep going. I'm not saying some people can't, but for most of you, for the very, very, very large majority, the tiny, tiny fraction that makes money running a mega team, good for you. Everybody else, check out this model. The Elite Client, client Experience Squad is way better. David, you got a final thought before we wrap it up? No, this is fantastic. This is a great way to spend my morning while I'm writing emails, just like absorbing information as well. It's, it always excites me and puts a really good tone on the rest of my day. So thank you for all the knowledge. I appreciate uh, it. You're welcome, dude. David, yeah. good to see you. Jim Godwin, Robert. Now I'm just saying hi to those of you on camera. I want to guys get on camera with us. Let's hang out. We're a family. Have a yeah. good weekend. We'll be off Thanksgiving and Friday after. So uh, no shows next two days. I am grateful for every single one of you. Truly. I, I love seeing you guys. Bye everybody. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the agent power huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the agent collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.